Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. As always. And we are here. Whitney is slowly walking out. She that said she was going to be on it, she lied. She's definitely fucking bouncing. <laughs> really enjoyed that episode of the OC. Probably doesn't like the podcast. She knows once the mics get hot, she can just bounce without us saying anything. Understandable. Quite understandable. We'll lure her back. We'll get her back. She'll come back in. So we changed the microphone setting again. <laughs> we, waited, we waited until uh, podcast number whatever we're on, like 10. To actually change the microphones, we think this one sounds better. I do think we really nailed it. <laughs> so, so we'll only wait, we'll only wait like another nine episodes, and then we'll like go up into like a real soundproof room and just totally sound so crisp. Yeah, we want to just. But that'll be nine. We want to ease into good podcasting. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to come in and just like crush it right off the bat because right. it's not how we roll. Yeah, we don't want to come in guns blazing like that. Um, okay, so OC. We're only gonna do two more of these on the OC, and then we got to make a transition. Let's savor them while they last. I'm just gonna give a little preview of what me and Pat are thinking for next. Thinking Nathan Ocean. I would love that. So just to give a little taste, uh, that show do... hit the waves. What was that? It's oh six, oh seven. It was like on the heels of Laguna Beach and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean we love. We, we love going back and looking at the mid-2000s shows because it hit us right in our sweet spot. Um, and so, Eighth and Ocean was a show that only lasted one season on MTV yeah. and just followed yeah. a bunch <laughs> of teenagers in Miami. It was in we, Miami, Florida, right? I think so. Yeah, they're a models. modeling agency in Miami. Yeah, young, hot models in Miami, Florida just trying to make it. And... Uh, I think we should definitely break that down Absolutely. next. Probably yeah, these like shows five. were just so awesome because we were at our emotional peaks, just feeling all the feelings, but just having no action of any kind. None. No action whatsoever. Pretty but much going to school, <clears throat> going to practice, coming home, and that's about it. I just want to say, though, I don't know if I've reached my emotional peak yet. I feel so? like I'm still climbing on that. Uh, I've been planning a pretty nice peak uh, for age 42. Yeah, because we always said like we were really going to peak at 27. That came and went, and yeah. we didn't really peak. And then, then we were saying, all right, 32 is next. Uh -huh. So that's getting pretty close. Yeah. And then 40s will just have to well, we're gonna wait till then. 32 is the age where you can smoke weed legally, so really looking forward <clears throat> to that. It's all Hopefully, all all. fingers crossed, another show will come on the airwaves that we can get yeah. into at that time. But. Okay, so let's get out of the bullshit phase. Let's get into OC analytics. Um, we're right now, second last episode we're going to do. It's called The Proposal. Um, this one, intense ending to this. Intense as fuck. The Oliver episode, the drama with Oliver is over. Uh, <clears throat> we've, we've had the emotional goodbye with Anna. There's now this idiot Teresa who's in the picture um, but this episode is all about Luke and Julie Cooper. They're the main drivers of this episode. 
Because this is Luke's last yeah. ever episode. This is an awesome Luke episode. And it's only right that we send him off, right? Yeah, because if you remember, we kind of forgot about this, but we, in rewatching these episodes, we developed a really <laughs> thick, warm spot for Luke. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> so Luke is edited as like the enemy, like the villain, but now when we're watching this back, um, 15 years later at the age of 30, uh, really side with Luke more times than not on the yeah. fucked out situations. And I don't know. I don't know if that's just how we knew how things turned out with him, or if you know it's a certain maturity in us, or I don't know. But Luke went from like a D list level actor this entire series to this episode, Emmy award winning, yeah. um, like the guy on Big Bang Theory who for whatever fucking dumbass reason keeps winning Emmys. He's at that level of acting right now. Right. If Daniel Day-Lewis method acted this one, lived in SoCal for like three or oh, four yeah. years, and just like skateboarded and surfed, really got into character, and then tried to do this episode, I don't know if he would have beat Luke. Probably <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not. It is funny to think about. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis right now, at his age in life, it's pretty appropriate that him going back to this high school fucking never been kissed style would be the exact same as like 37 year old yeah, Luke. would look about <laughs> as age appropriate as Luke does so that does work out pretty well okay so we just want to give a quick puka shell watch because we realized this in this episode that Luke's puka shells are off and it's aged him like a minimum of yeah. 14 years they slipped out without us noticing and now he's got a little stubble too and you, you can't convince my brain when I'm watching this that Luke is under the age of 37. Yeah. It's not accepting that he's 16 and a half. Well, I, like we were, I think we were talking about in this last episode, I watched this whole episode and totally forgot that they were in high school. Yeah. School never comes up. Never. Is it the summer or are they, are they in school season right now? Well, they did make a comment about football season's five months away. So Let's what's do the that? math on that. It's so spring. it starts in August. So, yeah, I guess they must have, like, a month or two left of school. Yeah. Who, apparently. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it does not come up. <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, so Puka Shell Watch. Those are off. Um, I just want to start out where there was an AIM reference, an AOL Instant yeah, Messenger reference. Me right back. God. It did. Yeah. It yeah Luke, me, ah, Luke asked Julia if she blocked him. So, Luke, essentially, just to, just to catch everyone up. Luke... Has had a tough go at it. <laughs> we did it on the episode where in 2003, uh, Luke found out that his dad was gay. And like apparently in 2003, that's enough to just get you completely ostracized from yeah. all of society. You lose all of your friends. Apparently, I, I guess yeah. he's kicked off the water polo team because yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. No friends off the water polo team. I don't know. Like I feel like the coach would be like, if, if Luke Ward is actually a really good athlete, can you imagine like... In high school, you find out, like, hey, Kobe Bryant, um, we found out that his dad, Joe, Jellybean Bryant, is actually, you know, hooking up with some a dude crew on the side. It'd be like... Would the coach ever be like, no. Oh, well, okay, 6'6", six, six to Kobe Bryant with, with NBA <laughs> talent? I'd take a seat on the bench. Grab, grab some pine, bud. I just heard your dad sucking a little dick. <laughs> Yeah, Kobe's still be starting. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I don't I don't I think know. it just means Luke wasn't that good at water polo and the coach was just looking for any reason whatsoever to get him off the fucking Maybe. Team. I don't know. What we were talking about is I think this just happened maybe five to ten years 
uh, too soon because right now, if that happens, it's not even a scandal. It's just kind of, it's just fine. You guys aren't Now well, you're not cool unless you have gay dads. For some reason, <laughs> well, I th- there is 10 years of progress, I guess super, uh, super hard earned progress done. Yeah. Just I mean, I feel like. Point. Yeah, I'd have a leg up right now if I was in high school. Let's just say, let's said, just say, two thousand four was a different time. Different times. So okay, so there was a back to the there was a name reference. It brought us right back because god damn, do I miss Instant Messenger? I mean, that was I did. I am I did damage on AIM. Yeah. With the ladies, and when I say that, I mean. I did like no damage at all, but it was just great to have because you didn't have to like physically talk on the phone. You didn't have to do anything in person. You could just like sit there on your computer and like, you know, just just work work magic. Did you without uh, any pressure? I don't know if I'm making this up or maybe I am. Did you ever print out your instant messenger conversations no. to review them at a later date? No. Or am I just taking that up? You made that up. Okay. I thought I did. I thought I did make that up. I've never done that ever in my life. Not once have done that. So that'll go on the record as something I've just never done. Um, (laughs) So after that, I forgot also that it was called Buddy List. Like that was a funny thing to me. Yeah. Like Buddy List. Um, Because now it's just like friends, like he's following you or he's on, he's like one of your friends on Facebook or whatever. Like that form of communication does still exist in our lives but it's just work chat and it's the worst skype fuck i have friends at work who like i've i've exclusive like i've told them like don't don't skype me like for friends just text me because like one i get worried that like they're like the company's gonna see the shit on skype and also like I just don't like sitting there typing anymore. Yeah, typing in a little window to another person went from being the most exciting thing you could do. My favorite. So now it's just cumbersome. It's a cumbersome. I just hear the ding and I'm like, eh. I'd rather talk on the phone. Or if it's my friend, I'm like, hey, I don't want to sit here and type on my fucking computer to you. Just call me on the phone and let's let's make fun of people or let's like judge people. It's better days. Better days when uh, when you could be blocked by Julie Cooper. Okay, so Julie Cooper said she blocked him because Luke essentially, okay, get back to the plot here. Luke is trying to leave because, again, he's been ostracized from society. So Luke's like, I gotta go. I gotta go to Portland. So then he goes and, and oh, uh, this is another thing I thought of. You really realize how bad it would suck not having cell phones. Because, like, fuck. It's much easier to write TV, though. Luke is going insane because he's like, I just need to tell Marissa I'm leaving. He can't get it to her. Now, if someone's, like, re- ignoring you, you can at least text him and stuff. And, and Luke could say to Marissa, like, hey, Marissa. He could write it all out. I'm leaving. He That's why I'm trying to get a hold of you. I just want to have one last conversation, and then she'd do it. Yeah. Well, I think you missed this point. His main reason for going to Portland is the Marissa thing. He's embarrassed that he got caught with Julie Cooper. He feels bad about Marissa, so uh, he's just yeah. going town. Yeah, okay. and his dad moving out of town is just kind of a nice. He jumps on that. Thing. Yeah. So the whole episode is Luke is just trying to get a hold of Marissa. She doesn't want to listen to him. This episode starts off because like she sees him at that Jamba Juice after they go to the movie theater, and then Marissa just shout out Jamba Juice. Shout out to Jamba Juice, and I've never had Jamba Juice in my entire life. Actually, no shout out for them. I'm not giving a shout out. All right, I guess we won't have a new sponsor. That. 
Fuck you, Jamba Juice. Fuck you, Jamba Juice. We don't want you as a sponsor. We already got a sponsor. And actually, I'm just going to completely pivot here and get into our sponsor. Uh, MCITW of the Week, brought to you by Wicklow Wear. Don't want to do that right now, actually, because now I'm thinking, like, this is a little later. In the plot. Teaser. Plug that sponsor. Hey, and give Wicklow a nice Wear. Sponsor. Sponsorship plug. We'll get to you later, because I don't want to get to you yet, because it's not time. I first want to say about that Jamba Juice thing that, so, um, they go there and Luke, it looks like Luke is like trying to hook up with Jolie Cooper at that thing. And then it had this awesome moment of like, it only, it happens only to me and in TV shows of real life when everyone gets silent and then you yell something and everyone in the fucking vicinity (laughs) hears you yell something that's totally inappropriate um, Marissa yells like, "What was that?" Everyone gets silent at the outside of the movie theater, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, no. oh, why?" Because she's like, "No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. It's only that my my mom had sex with my ex boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> and there's a record scratch, oh. and we pause it because there is an extra in the background who had the funniest facial expression. Oh, is it because my mom had sex with my ex boyfriend? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that funny thing Not happened. a sentence you hear often. Um, okay, so yeah, it would be totally weird to not have cell phones. That's one point that I had. I get it, though. Like you said, you have to. Because, well, like... It's weird because they have them, but they use them very sparingly. Like they, it, it eliminates they use them like the they, they only have a couple minutes on their monthly plan. It, it, it eliminates the pop-in of that's what you need and on all these shows is like the, Hey, I just stopped by. Whoa, what are you doing? Making out with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, the pop-in is crucial in this show. Okay, so I was going to get into a little different topic here, um, it, unless you had anything on, on Julie or, or... She is dressed like a Spice Girl. <laughs> is that one of your notes that you wrote down? <laughs> no, that's, that's in the brain. Is that because that hat that she had? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Describe that hat. It was like a weird fleece bucket hat. Like a mint green fleece bucket hat, and just she was wearing it to look like incognito, so that no one would see her talking to Luke outside the movie theater. But again, if you had cell phones, there'd be no. Why are they meeting in public anyways? For him to just tell her that he's leaving town. Hey, I'm leaving town. Uh, I know I pretty much ruined your daughter's life. Should we meet up one last time in the most public? (laughs) Yeah, why would public spot possible? Why wouldn't you just meet like, hey, I'll pick you up. In my truck. Because I guess they can't meet at her house, right? Or her and Jimmy are separated. So they can meet at her house. The odds of them... Well, I don't know. He's in an apartment. We just chalk it up to Hollywood magic. That, that I didn't get that. Why happen. are you meeting in public? So, okay. Uh, I'm going to pivot here. I, I was just thinking about Taboo. Okay. Uh, as I often do because I love Taboo. All right. Not in a freaky way. Kind of in a freaky way. But sounds I just like Taboo. Sounds like the perfect amount of freaky. I'm intrigued. So <laughs> I just love forbidden this. I just love forbidden stuff. Oh, I thought you were talking about the board game. No. no. Okay. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I never played that. What is Taboo? Is a board game? I think so. I'm it's not like a big board game guy. I'm not a big board game guy. I don't like them. So Taboo, I was thinking, uh, at this point, Jimmy, as they burn through a million storylines continuously, Jimmy is just... Fucking having a secret hookup with um, his ex-girlfriend's sister who's like 15 years younger. Yeah. Wow. Talk about 
I'm taking the bait. Taboo. And the <laughs> go on. I mean, god damn. I mean, that is just covered, covered in taboo forbiddenness. I mean, well, let's run it back. When they're in high school, that was when they were dating. Yeah. She's four. four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't call him Jimmy the Snake Cooper for nothing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until right now. Like, yeah, anyone I was friends with in high school and they had like a really younger like sibling, I could never, who knows, I say that now though. Damn, if that, if that girl came out, like, and then you see her at, like, 26, and she's, like, smoking attractive. Yeah. I might change my viewpoints on it. With your love of taboo. Like, you, might, yeah. you might be into like, it. You know what I honestly forgot about when I look at you now? When you were a four-year-old. <laughs> because now I'm just thinking about you as a 22-year-old. Um, okay, so, yeah, that was crazy to me. All right, was there? Because now I do want to get into my MCITW of the week. Roll and, right into it. Okay, so this is where we say fuck Jamba Juice, and we got our real good sponsors at Wicklow Wear. This is to do the MCITW of the week. That is sponsored by Wicklow Wear. Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklow Wear. W I C K L O W Wear dot com for all your gear. MCITW of the week. I just want to say that. I don't know, and I'm going to lead in with this, Marissa Cooper sucking, with, I don't know how Caleb hasn't physically assaulted every single one of these teenagers. <laughs> at, at a certain point, um, Caleb, Caleb comes in. A lot of alone time <laughs> for Caleb with a bunch of 16-year-olds. Okay, so just so everyone knows, as I do this MCITW, that... Um, Luke is leaving simultaneously while this is happening in the plot Caleb has decided that he wants to get married to Julie Cooper big idiot mistake in doing so he's trying to he's trying to blackmail her his former or his his future bride to be uh, to living with them so that Marissa's mom is happy so anyways he goes to visit Marissa and talk to her about getting married to her mom. At this point, kind of a stand-up move on his part. Totally. Again. I mean, he's dressed yeah. the most casual we've ever seen him. Yeah, what's he wearing? He's wearing jeans and like a, <laughs> like a button-down shirt. Real quick, I just noticed as I watch this. Um, I will, he's it, trying to fit in with the kids. He, <laughs> I saw Sandy wearing jeans in this episode when they were at the <laughs> yeah. Lighthouse restaurant. And uh, I was just thinking like, God damn. I don't understand why they got him in dad jeans because they had him wearing cool board shorts earlier. You know, he's always like cool man Sandy with like the cool LA hair at 55. And and now they just got him in these lame ass dad yeah, jeans from they, 1996. They make him look like he woke up that morning to work on the lighthouse and just made the decision like, oh, I'm going to look like total shit today. And then yeah. his outfit on. Well, it, it was clear like, hey, hands. oh, you know what? I'm doing manual labor today so I put yeah. my jeans on get my New York t-shirt on yeah. so everyone knows yeah. is I'm doing manual labor I'm, I'm from the Bronx I got my t-shirt on yeah let's yeah. do this okay so back to my MCITW uh, back to Caleb wearing uh, fucking cool jeans is so he walks in and as, so before he goes in to ask her permission he says Marissa I have a secret for you and Marissa and, and Ryan's with her, and so then 
what Caleb wants is he's like, hey, I know in my head I'm about to ask this, my future bride, her daughter's permission for marriage. So I want her flavor of the month 16-year-old boyfriend to go get a dick real hard and fuck right off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he walks in and he's like, um, excuse me, Ryan, can you head on out? I got to talk to Marissa privately for a second. And then Marissa is a total fucking bitch, says, Ryan and I don't have any secrets. <laughs> Whatever you want to say in front of him, me, you can say in front of him. Yeah. At that moment, if I'm Caleb and I'm like some multi-millionaire, like 60-some-year-old kingpin of the county of Orange, I might physically assault to 16-year-old teenagers. You might just walk in there in your button-down <laughs> casual shirt and jeans and beat the shit out of everybody. The you might fly into a rage. for the elders in this county in California is insane to me. Like, show some respect. Yeah, he comes in there on bended knee. Yeah. Cool move. Offers up his respect and asks permission to Marissa. All she has is that weird line. Did, for you, did you ask for permission? Yeah. You, I don't think we've at, talked about that. Yeah, I asked for permission. Why don't you, break, you, why don't you? you breaking news here give me that story? Yeah, I have a story about it. I'll tell you mine. But real quick, in 30 oh, yeah. seconds, give your story about of that. Of course I asked for permission. Um, Did you drive to Louisville? No, I didn't. I... Yeah, so Pat, right now, just for the listeners, uh, a, lot of, a, lot of com- a lot of controversy in the studio because he just proposed to the intern who works at this company, and we may have to fire him. But anyways, until we fire him, he did get, he did get engaged to be wed to the intern of the studio. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, yet a little controversial. Um, well, yeah, we, so we were, we had plans to go on vacation with her family and that was a couple of weeks away. So I didn't really have time for a secret mission down to Louisville or we didn't have you a visit plan there. So I texted him. I was like, I was like, Hey, can you give me a call when you have a chance? Or is like, can, can we talk when you have a chance? And he thought I just wanted to like work out the details on the golf that we had planned for the trip. Yeah. They never think that it's like, yeah. Oh, they're calling to ask my permission to marry my daughter yeah so i threw i threw out this text and i was like all right text is out there it's it's happening i got to get myself hyped i have all this time to get get ready and get prepared with what i have to say he thought i just wanted to talk uh the details on the golf and um so he was at like a he was at a family party or something he just took a step outside (laughs) and and just called me back (laughs) just saw the text is like oh okay what's up dude what's up he's like like, yeah (laughs) I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so hey. I, I kind of blindsided him on accident. But that actually honestly might be better. I'm thinking like, cause the fact that he just like did that and you're forced to knock it all up in your head about it because that was the opposite of mine. I was in my car. I pulled over so I didn't crash. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you got to pull over for that. Cause yeah, I can't even imagine trying to drive and ask your f- future father-in-law for your for your this girl who works at your podcast studio (laughs) so um that that's the opposite of my situation where i had a million fucking hours to think about it because i i drove to bloomington indiana two hours away and i told her parents that i was just going to be in town for like a work thing 
and like, hey, do you guys want to get together for dinner while I'm there? And so I had two and a half hours in a car of just like, oh, I'll bring it up this way. Like, no, wait, I got to wait till this moment. I'll bring it up then. And I just like got all in my fucking you, head. When did you bring it up during like the appetizer or? No. The end of See, the this is the opposite of, of your thing where I wish it had just been forced onto me like right in the appetizer immediately because then I could have just done it, got it out of the way. But I was sitting there the whole dinner and at dinner had gone by and then like at the end of dinner, I'm sitting there and like we had already eaten dinner, we had already eaten dessert. I still have a two and a half hour drive home on a work day. So like they know I have to get up at like 7 a.m. the next day and it's already eight like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And I know they're just sitting there thinking like, why is this guy lingering? He's got a two and a half hour trip home. At this hour, he's not getting home until 11 o'clock. Why is he still here? And so like I just couldn't I couldn't find um, a, a transition like from whatever we were talking about. And so eventually they were, I won't go into the exact transition, but eventually they transitioned into just saying something. And I was like, oh, speaking of that, <laughs> totally thing that's not relevant at all. I w- I'll just say we were talking about like some, some, some two people we know. And they were like, at this point we had already been dating for like seven years. And, they're, and again, we're way off the OC here. I'll finish this up. I'm long-winded. I'm sorry. So I'll get this out in post. Um, I just said, they said like, oh yeah, well not everyone can like, not everyone's been together as long as you and Anna have or whatever. And I was like, oh, speaking of like good relationships and stuff. And then I asked them. Did, okay. did, so did, do they know at this point that you went out there specifically I didn't that? tell or them. Or is it to this day they still think you had some I didn't tell them until like, uh, like two year, like a year and a half later when we were with them. I was like, oh, by the way, I didn't actually have a work thing. I drove all the way there just to ask you guys that. And they were like, Jesus, <laughs> what the hell, dude? Desperate much? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back to the OC. I'm gonna cut that out and post, or at least whittle it down a little bit. Marriage. Um. Okay. That's my MCITW is Marissa sucking and not respecting um adult figures like to the amount that she should. Yeah, and that that line just says no place coming out of anybody's mouth, which is so weird. Um. I got a couple other things, but I really want to get into a segment that we thought up. Um. When we when we first started watching this episode of getting a a would you rather going, all right, I like a nice segment. So I would like to ask you my first would you rather, and as Shoot. if we keep this going, it's probably going to get more and more like sexual as we go on. Like, would you rather hook up with this person who's like you know got that's some natural. flaws? That's natural. But like as of this moment, I kept it pretty much to the OC. So before I ask. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta set something up first. All right. Okay, so I just gotta set up Ryan's hair first before I ask this. Would you, would you rather? <laughs> I can see it right here. So Ryan's hair. Why don't you just describe Ryan's hair right now? Um, it, it's 2003 haircut. It looks like you took a shower. Mm-hmm. You dried your hair off. You waited 45 minutes, and then your hair was still kind of wet. And you took little pieces of it after it was pretty much dry. Took like pieces of it and just kind of sprinkled them around and shifted around around with super glue. With super, yeah, yeah. Because he's got like these, yeah. He's it's got not these messy. Little it's pieces. like perfectly coiffed, except with pieces just out of place. And they're all over on the top of his head, and they don't move. They don't move. So there's like all these jagged, like one-off, like little chunks. 
that are like twisted together and then just like curled slightly and then super glued in place. Mm-hmm. And they're a mismatch all over the, on the top of his head. Just like these, whatever. So this is happening. Um, so my, would cool. you rather this week is, think about this. Would you rather be Jimmy Cooper and have your ex-girlfriend's dad, your ex-girlfriend's dad, marry your ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Would you rather have your ex-girlfriend's dad uh-huh. marry your ex-wife who has been hooking up with your daughter's boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think so I'm would you, you. Would you... That's the first one. Would yeah. you rather be Jimmy Cooper and have your ex-girlfriend's dad marry your ex-wife who's hooking up with your daughter's boyfriend? Or... Yes. Okay. Sign on to be the hairstylist of the OC. You have to spend seven hours every single day super gluing that shit in place. Oh my god. That... Well, For a year. Ryan's hairstylist sounds brutal. I would so much rather be Jimmy Cooper and have... My high school ex-girlfriend's <laughs> dad marry my ex-wife. Who's uh, been who's hooking up with, been hooking up with my daughter's ex-boyfriend, for sure. Then Every be time. The, then That's be based the simply on how big of a pain in the ass Ryan's new haircut would be. Okay, that was my question. I think I'd take the hairstylist because that fucked out situation sounds so bad. Yeah, it sounds pretty complicated. <laughs> if I was in that Jimmy Cooper's position. All right, well, I'll uh, I'll bang out mine right now because it's kind of it's kind of uh, similar to yours. Uh, mine is based around Jimmy Cooper as well, or well, you know that whole kind of love tangle. It's not really a love triangle; it's kind of a love rat's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, would you rather have your ex hooking up with your parent, kind of like Marissa Cooper's situation? Or would you rather open a business with Jimmy Cooper? <laughs> oh, God damn. Okay, because on the one hand, that sucks about like thinking about your ex just like starting to hook up with your dad. Yeah, for sure. For us, that would be the sitch is one of our ex-girlfriends just you... Falls, hopeless, falls hopelessly <laughs> in love with her dad. <laughs> Which, that sucks. But then on the other hand, starting a business with Jimmy Cooper is you're essentially committing to losing all of your money that <laughs> you saved yeah. your whole life. So one's like a financial move and one's an emotional move, I think. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I would rather, I think I'd rather start a business with Jimmy Cooper and then just hope to God, like I can change him or, or eventually buy him out. I don't think I ever emotionally get over the fact that the girl that I was madly in love with and it ended poorly with just started fucking my dad. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> that's smart. I really, I really like and respect the way you sussed that out and pecked through it. I feel like you came on the right answer. I think I got to choose the... For sure have to be head your head on a swivel getting into that business. The Jimmy one is it ends. 
that's my thinking is there's an end to it. It ends whether, pretty quick, probably. <laughs> yeah, whether whether it's just like you lose your money and your business dies or whatever. IRS or you buy in. him out. IRS comes in. Someone beat someone who owes him money beats the shit out of him to death and it ends. Um or he owes money too. But yeah, so I think I gotta choose the the emotional scarring from my ex lover hooking up with my dad is is irreversible in life. Um, but I, I think we got to wrap here, but I did want to just end on this one note. And this is speaking of, well, I just want to say really quick too, before we keep it to Jimmy Cooper, kudos to Luke at the end of this. Cause like we said, Emmy award winning performance of him, he gets drunk, he drives his car, like gets into a car wreck. Blasting Seeger at the park first. Blasting Seeger. You know the, the drill. Park. We know the drill. Emotional, emotional goodbye when he's laying in the hotel or in, not the fuck when he's laying in the hospital bed uh, for Marissa and Ryan like real emotional Emmy Emmy performance I hope he got nominated I gotta look, I'll look back I'm sure he yeah did. we'll look it up he probably did he probably did um, so great performance by Luke and I just want to give him the send off that he deserves because that guy is the fucking man and it took me 15 years to really appreciate him but now I do and he got robbed of probably the spotlight that he deserved Luke should have been Ryan that's a hot take. So hot. Imagine if that that guy, that actor, was playing the Ben Buttons McKenzie role as Ryan Atwood. Wrong side of the tracks? Fuck. Yeah. It's perfect for him. Okay. thing I want to end on is when we were talking about Jimmy Cooper, I was thinking, I don't understand. It seems like everyone in this county of Orange has the same lawyer, Sandy Cohen, mm-hmm. and they have the same fucking financial guy. Jimmy Cooper. Jimmy Cooper. They and this the entire town. C- city, town, I don't care. I don't know what it is, but like, can you imagine? Like, That's why it's so hard for him to escape his past. Because everyone, everyone goes to Sandy for like, hey, I've been jammed up with the law, Sandy. Obviously, I went to you as the only lawyer here in this county. The same thing as with Jimmy of like every white male in the county of Orange has lost money from Jimmy Cooper. Like they can't start him. They can't start the lighthouse business with him and Sandy. Sandy now has made like seven career changes in the course of one season. By the way, he's a renaissance man. <laughs> he's a scratch golfer. He's a lawyer, corporate lawyer. He does he does public defending. He's starting a small business and a restaurant. Um. Oh, <laughs> I have one more thing. So uh, I'll let you finish this, but don't let me forget to get to it. Oh no, that was it. I was just saying, like, I don't understand why they go to start a restaurant and it's like, oh, of course, the guy who's got to approve the liquor license uh, was a previous client of Jimmy Cooper's. Who guess what? Jimmy lost money for like. Could have guessed that. Could have guessed that That's because the kind of stuff he's a white into. male. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff you get into going into business with him. Risk you got to take. All right, go ahead. Um, looping back, right back to um, in the beginning and kind of throughout this, we were talking about um, Luke and Julie getting together. And Luke's kind of main mission this whole time has been to apologize to Marissa. Yeah. And she just kind of won't have it and won't let him. And his whole thing he keeps saying to Ryan is he needs to communicate the fact that they weren't just hooking up. <laughs> He was in love with her. Yeah. And he's convinced that this, delivering this information to Marissa is going to make it all better. And 
I just don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't think I really I really don't think that sentence is gonna make it better like he thinks it will. Like yeah, like hey, I just need to let your mom I need to let Marissa know that I wasn't just fucking her mom. I we love her. Love. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were in love. Like that matters. Like go back to our hypothetical would you rather. If the girl and I can Oh I, yeah, that's a myth. If, if the girl kept coming up to me and saying like Brian Look, I need to talk to you before I leave town. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. You had sex with my dad. <laughs> and then she's like, you don't understand, Brian. I wasn't just having sex with your dad. I love your dad. <laughs> that, yeah, dude, that's the much better would you rather. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my life forever. Forever. I want to go the rest of my life without ever speaking to you. Go to my grave without ever speaking to you. <laughs> God damn. All right, let's end it there with thinking about uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, having sex with my dad. I think that's an appropriate place. Yeah, Cut I it think off. that's really nice. Okay, we only got one of these left on the OC before we, we transition into a new show. So that'll be, that'll be next. Welcome to Portland, bitch. Check out more Vicarious Living episodes. Follow us on SoundCloud at Vicarious Living. You'll know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. He's just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there. Just not pictured.